Hey folks, thank you for becoming a member of Cafe Insider. In addition to the new Cafe Insider podcast, we're sharing bonus material from my interviews on Stay Tuned with Preet. This is exclusively for you. Hope you enjoy it. The honking guy. Is that too much? The next siren, I'll just keep going. Yeah, it's part of the... It's part of the charm. Part of the charm. Um, so you are an Englishman, correct? Yeah. Now we're living British, in New York. Actually. We're still a country. The United Kingdom is still a... Okay. It's still the country. It's a bit expensive. Well, it should be. It's, it's, it's a damn sight cheaper than it was before because the pound's gone through the floor and you can get a lot more for a dollar than you could... Three years ago. What, what, so we're going to get, I want to talk about your political career yeah. and obviously the great work you're doing I'm glad now. you enjoyed London. Though. The, I, I enjoyed it very much. It was, it was a good. great trip. We, we inquired briefly about going to Wimbledon. Yes. Uh, and then we heard the prices. Yeah, and, but you should have gone to the we proms. Said, no. You should have gone to the proms, <laughs> which is an amazing British institution where you can hear the best classical music in the world at the Royal Albert Hall and you pay five pounds and you stand in the pit. So what's interesting about the parliamentary system that exists in the UK that maybe not a lot of people appreciate. So that's a good thing. Does that system that has not only that kind of debate, but also prime minister's questions, which I think is one of the most amazing things ever. Interesting to me what would happen if we had president's questions in Congress. Does that system facilitate the election of people who are more clever than wise? You mean, are they uh, quick-witted, but not... Correct, um, because you have to be that way, otherwise you will not survive. I mean, I, I, I think there's something different, a bigger difference. I, I'm struck how accountability is built in to the parliamentary system in a way that when the presidency and the Congress is in the hands of the same party here, there's lack of accountability. Yes. And the thing, I mean, I've been a, I was a government minister for eight years. I was Secretary of State for four, five years, five years. And you know every day that any action by your department or any issue that's the responsibility of your department could be could lead to you being called to the House of Commons on that day to answer an urgent question and account for what's gone on. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. And, and in other words, if you tried to avoid it, what would happen? Well, you'd be in contempt of parliament and you'd be out on your ear. And so it builds in a degree of accountability that certainly in the first term of the Trump administration here was played more by the media and by the courts, I suppose, to some extent, rather than through politics. And I, I worry about a political system that doesn't have accountability built into its very core. Is it basically a requirement to go to Oxford to become prime minister? No, it's not. <laughs> and, uh, but there, there, I mean, people talk about Harvard and Yale in the United States, but there's a very substantial percentage of prime ministers who went to Oxford, correct? Yeah, I don't know the, the figures, but uh, high percentage. But look, we can't do this all about Boris Johnson, though. No, no, no. No, no, good. This is about you, this podcast, not... If I could remember it, I would, and I would cite it and impress you with that. There's a quote by Spinoza. I'm impressed. It's Spinoza, <laughs> right? Reason without passion is something, and passion without reason is something else. Oh, well, I wish I'd known that. But then, I would, <laughs> then I could have impressed you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, look, we'll look it up. Is there a way you think about what the definition of justice is? Yes, there is. I mean, I was involved with something called the Commission on Social Justice in uh, 1992 to 1994. The Labour Party was trying to rethink its approach uh, to the welfare state. Uh, we, I was a secretary of this commission. We had the benefit of Bernard Williams, who was an ex the late Bernard Williams, an extraordinary moral philosopher. And we developed our own four-part definition of social justice, which starts with meeting basic needs, move through the extension 
uh, of equal opportunities, but also was willing to say that not all inequalities are unjust, but those that are need to be eradicated. And so I think there is a very good definition of social justice, uh, which you, you could just call justice or economic and social justice or economic, social and political justice, uh, which uh, speaks uh, very, very potently to the modern era. Do you miss politics? Yeah, of course. I miss, I miss my comrades. I miss government. I was probably better at government than I was at politics. Uh, and you can't have government without uh, politics. But I really believe in the idea of public service. I think that politics is about public service. It's not just a vocation. It's a public service. Of course, I miss it. Equally, good things you know, can't last forever. I mean, there's nothing really can give you more pride than to represent your country. So for three years, I was foreign minister. And that was a tremendous uh, privilege. I'd love to have done it. I wish we'd won in 2010. Um, we lost the uh, election in 2010. The Labour government lost the election when I think we could have really um, tried to chart a way out of the financial crisis post the financial crisis. Um, but I'm a, a great believer that you can't you can't lead your life looking in the rearview mirror or pressing the rewind button. I mean that's that will drive you nuts. And I don't. I, I feel very lucky to be an ex-politician who's able to do something that's normatively. Uh, worthwhile, and also contributes to real change. How should the West deal with China? I know that's a broad question, but <laughs> in, in all the various ways that one going to, that... A, going to something at Aspen this, this weekend where I'll, I'll know much more after this weekend. <laughs> okay. um, I, mean, I, I, try to... To go, I try to go to Beijing, uh, to go to China every year. I obviously went quite a lot during my time as uh, foreign minister. Uh, I am still a believer that engagement is better than disengagement. I'm still a believer that uh, notwithstanding Chinese commitment to the idea that what goes on within a country is only their business and not the business of the international system, I still believe that the Chinese are a swing voter uh, when it comes to the fate of the multilateral system because strategically they, they fear disorder. Uh, and notwithstanding all of the economic uh, challenges, I still think that engagement by the uh, Europeans and the Americans together uh, made sense. I, I actually think that the pivot, so-called pivot, that the Obama administration tried to exercise in respect of China uh, was the right thing to do, not the wrong thing to do, but they should have done it with Europe. Uh, Europe is the world's largest, richest single market. Uh, with America, we could have set out the terms of trade for a global economic order that took on issues of intellectual property that have been rightly raised by the Trump administration. And I think that we could have strengthened the multilateral system rather than seen it come under uh, under duress, never mind some of the ill effects that have come from the resort to tariffs and, and other unilateral measures. You must have been a politician. Oh, politics <laughs> is a great vocation. Don't, don't knock it. I'm knocking it. Have you done the honking? That was all right. Thank you for your time. That's pretty good. I didn't screw up, did I? <laughs> no, oh my gosh, I'm ready to vote for you. Do you do that? Do you do that with your guests? Bang on the table. Say, answer my question. Answer. Often with my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> like when I want to have a Christoph moment, I just if you say something I don't agree with, I might I might bang the table with my shoe. It's because I never had a gavel. Oh, I'm I'm like I know. Gripping. He almost broke my hand with that handshake. Gripping right? the front page. I've been trying to teach my kids to have a strong handshake and it's like since in David Miliband I'm school of handshake. Jet lag, that's why I'm <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Thanks again for becoming a member of Cafe Insider. Listen to the Cafe Insider podcast every Monday with me and Ann Milgram and stay tuned every Thursday. <laughs>